welcome to episode 43. Was it 43? It was 43 <laughs> of Moving Picture Madness. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by uh, Matt. Hello, uh, mate. No, I'm not. It's very hot. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I am, mate. I am a right, just absolute baby in the heat, mate. I just can't do it. I am literally sweating. I, I, to be fair, I can imagine you being like one of those revolving bits of meat in a kebab shop, just glistening in the corner. <laughs> but um, honestly, the, the way I look, smell and feel, I feel like I should be anti-Kathleen Kennedy. Just a sweaty, idiot, dumb bag, <laughs> douchebag. But oh, mate. However, this is going to be a lovely um, deterrent from the horrible weather. Yeah, and the horrible uh, anti-Kathleen Kennedy onion groin pricks <laughs> pickled onion balls oh god man yeah, right, we're back yeah yeah we've not recorded for a couple of weeks just for just to lift the curtain for everybody we've uh what the hell is that noise we banked a couple of episodes mm-hmm. and then um yeah we've we've not spoke for a couple of weeks so we're back we're a bit no. we're a bit out of sorts mate we've been doing this weekly for nearly a year now Almost. and then we we banked a couple and we sort of off the boil now I know, but, but I'm not going to lie. Those two episodes, the Arnie one and the Last of Us, <laughs> they were. They were and I know it's because they're proper big headed, but they were quality episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They were really as good always, inter- episodes, as always. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, um, what are we here to talk about this week, mate? Well, this one is another Kofi coffee, Kofi coffee episode, uh, and this one was uh, requested by Andy Andy Lay Andy Lai Andy Lai. And he never lies. Uh, he's uh, a man very close to Ant, of which I'm very jealous. He gets to smell his pheromones. Um, but he requested this particular episode, and this one is our top five guilty pleasure movies. Yes, those films which we're a little bit embarrassed to say we like, or we just love so much despite the fact that they're clearly shit. So, Andy's my um, my number one guilty pleasure. Well, you're well, you're not mine. There's nothing guilty about liking you, so I <laughs> I could totally understand that, mate. So Andy, if you're, if you're listening, you're a lucky man having this man lust after you. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be fit. We've been thinking about this for weeks now because Andy uh, donated five pounds to our Kofi page. We'll give out that out at the end. And we've had a couple of weeks to think about this, haven't we? And um, I, well, I think my list is good, but we haven't spoken about our list to each other, have we? No, we haven't. No, sometimes just if it makes sense, we will do that. But for this week's episode, now we haven't. So. Um... What's your first one, mate? Let's get going. Let's do it. Right, my first one. Uh, this one is a film which I I used to watch a lot as a kid because it came out when I was a kid, and it stars Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Ooh. It's Holy called shit. Suburban Commando. Uh, it, <laughs> it is absolutely dog. It is literally a gut loaf of a I film. Sw- Andy's going to love this because I swear him and uh, Will G were talking about this the other day. Oh, I think honestly. they were talking about this at work the other day. Suburban Commander, let me... I think it was one of those, like, oh, what was that film with Hulk Hogan in and blah, 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 and then we remembered what it was. He played Go a on, guy mate. called Shep Ramsey. Shep. 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 Intergalactic Shep. What the hell? I'm just looking at the poster. He's wearing the fucking NES power glove. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? He's literally I... wearing the NES power glove. Wow. And he's accepted his receding hairline massively. Shep's oh, yeah. basic, for those who don't know, we are going to spoil these films. Shep Christopher is, Lloyd and Shelley Duvall yeah, are in this. Christopher Lloyd plays this like wimpy architect and Shelley Duval is his wife who at one point gets all sexy and tries to seduce her own husband and it's, it's really odd. Um, oh dear. But oh, dear. Shep is a, an alien basically from an, he's an intergalactic warrior. Uh, he has to crash land on earth. Um, 
And it turns out that before he comes to Earth, he says, I hate Earthlings. So there sets up the humour. He basically ends up lodging with Christopher Lloyd's family whilst he gets his ship prepared. But the alien bad guys are going to come and get him. And one of the bounty hunters was played by The Undertaker. If you know wrestling, The Undertaker is one of the bad guys and he has a helium voice. He doesn't speak. And when he does, he's got like helium in his voice and it's really, really embarrassing. So The Undertaker's in this, did you just say? The Undertaker is one of the bounty hunters sent to find Shep Ramsey. God. It's just... It is one of those films where it's kind of patently terrible. There's nothing, there's no redeeming factors about it. Like it's badly acted. These, well, who cares about the story? It's about an alien from outer space. The jokes it sounds like funny. the premise to Psycho Gorman. It, it, Psycho Gorman. Well, it, at least I, I think Suburban Commando was even more self-aware and knew that it was a bit of old tosh and has played up to it more, therefore probably makes it better than Psycho Gorman. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd watch this ten times over Psycho Gorman. But it's only like an hour and a half, mate. It's it's like dumb fun. And I, I've said before, I don't like using that because, you know, it's not nice, but it is dumb fun. The gags yeah. are rubbish. Christopher Lloyd tries his hardest. Hulk Hogan can't act. Um, and they've got this <laughs> big old... Like, horrible looking alien at the end who he's got a fight the undertaker's in it it's just the epitome of an early 90s hulk hogan action film it was meant to be an arnold schwarzenegger film but he pulled out to do i was gonna I say, say yeah, true romance i think he did instead wow, i yeah. think Good no choice. it wasn't it was the one with uh uh danny devito which is more convincing than john cena and vin diesel twins i think twins. it was he, yeah. t- he pulled out to do that which was a better film but Suburban Commando, mate, if you want 90 minutes of the stupid early 90s nostalgia retro fun, honestly, Suburban Commando, it's terrible, but it's a good laugh. That That is a thing that I like. Um, yep. You may even like 90s this. garbage. Yeah, yeah. I, I might like I, I swear I've seen it, but like I, cu- I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Like It was one of those where I loved wrestling as a kid. So yeah. if I saw that in Global, I was taking that home. Definitely. Yeah, mate. Well, that's that, what I saw it as a kid. Tales from the Crypt. And Godzilla for the 50th time. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me into it as a kid. I was like, oh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, cool. I like wrestling. Uh, what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes again? 15%. It's not the be-all and end-all. 15%, though. Four and a half out of ten on IMDb is is massively generous to this film, though. <laughs> it's really generous. But, hey, it's it's stupid fun. But if you want to have a good laugh with a couple of beers, Suburban Commando. Hour and a half. What are you going to do instead? Watch the football? It's not on. Suburban Commando. <laughs> yeah, it's replacing the Euros. I exactly. Hogan. So that's what I do, mate. What's your first one? Um, I, I can't remember if we spoke about my love for this film before, but my first pick is Prince of Persia. Oh, you have mentioned this before. Yeah, now is your chance to get into it, mate. Well, it, it kind of just... It, it's um, the bloody thingy team that did Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't it? Uh, is it Bruckheimer Films or whatever it is? Uh, Bruckheimer, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer and that crew or whatever. Um, it's just a fun time, mate. It is a breeze. Uh, it's just that sort of swashbuckling. We spoke about it before with that 2000s era. You had The <laughs> Mummy, Van Helsing, Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you know what I think is going to sort of be like this as well? And it's maybe more excited for it, especially now seeing the poster is uh, Jungle Cruise. I think Jungle Cruise is going to be a bit like this, this little swashbuckling adventure. But... Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's like fine in it. He's just doing like <laughs> shit accent or whatever. It's really doesn't feel anything like the game at all. Like I don't even connect it to the game in my head. The only thing connecting it from the game, obviously, is just that the title. You've is the title, and he's got the dagger. 
to reverse time, the sands of time dagger, obviously. Yeah. But um, no, like I just think it's quite fun. It, they, him and uh, Gemma Arterton have like a nice little relationship, and yeah. uh, it's never it's never bad seeing Gemma Arterton on screen, is it? So that's that's Certainly also a, a positive for this film. Um, I, I don't know, I man. That. It's just like it's one of those like just cheeky fun time films. Like he just. He's frolicking around in Persia, doing these backflips and like <laughs> throwing knives at things, and like shooting arrows into the wall and then climbing up them, and like it's just it's just all right, man. It's it's a fun time. Is it as charming as the Mummy films? No, because you don't have Brendan Fraser, and <laughs> the Mummy's a better film. But yeah. <laughs> it captures that kind of feel where I remember being on a holiday once and I think like, I can't remember why, but I had it on my iPad and I just like, I just sat and watched it on the plane. I was like, do you know what? This is a, this is a decent fun time, this film. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just really enjoy it. If, if, if you're sort of even slightly interested in the Prince of Persia games, or if you just like those kind of films, like I said, those like swashbuckling adventure kind of films, I give it a watch, man. The effects are decent in it as well. There's not really any like really cheap looking horrible bits in it. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Jake Gyllenhaal is absolutely ripped. If you just want to, oh, if mate. you just want to look at someone who you should aspire to look like. Well, he says Ant, but yeah, okay. Modest <laughs> as ever. <laughs> no, that, that is not what my stomach looks like, mate. I can guarantee. <laughs> what did you have to eat the other day, mate? You are. What did you have to eat the other day from Five Guys? Oh, let's not get into it. <laughs> and let's it's just been the dream, it. honestly. No, let's, let's not get the into dream. It. I was like, going to explode, but <laughs> let's not get into it. Well, if you can imagine, it was uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't all himself. It wasn't okay, all because of Ant. They accidentally gave us too much food, and Excellent. I accidentally ate it all. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> I gave him like two families worth of grub, and he's like, "I'm not letting that go." So, uh, welcome. Cost so much money if they're giving it you for free. You've got to eat it. Oh, dude, and their hot dogs are quality. Beth always has the hot dog. I'm I'm a double bacon cheeseburger oh. with every topping kind of guy. You're my kind of well, we know you're my kind of man. But that is it. What you can't go to a burger restaurant and not have like the biggest, dirtiest, greasiest. Mine looks bastard. like what I think George Lucas orders these days when he's going to those <laughs> little burger things. Like it's said- got everything falling out the side, and you can't pick it up and eat it. And you've got to like you've got to give it the people's elbow like on the top <laughs> of the bun just for it to be flat enough to fit in a your sloppy gob. Sloppy Lucas, so. we'll call that one. I, I thought you were going to. I, I thought you were going to say. Mine Did you say a like, sloppy or a floppy Lucas? A sloppy. <laughs> I thought honestly thought you were going to say Berg. my burger looks what looks like George Lucas does now, and I was going to say, oh, that poor bastard. Yeah, and he eats noodles from like a airport. George Lucas fucking Steady wishes station. he looked as good as that burger I had from Five Guys. Oh, honestly, and sent um, sent the picture to the group we have up, and it was literally it's literally like pornography. You can you can keep your women all you want and all that kind of crap. That burger. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mate! Honestly, you can keep your brasses. Yeah, you, burgers. You can keep your salts in your brasses. Give me those. Give me that meat. But it was. It did look very nice. So oh as does Jake Gyllenhaal. Thirty-seven percent on a Rotten Tomatoes. That's got. So so far, we're not. Have you seen this guy? I don't remember. I think I saw it, but I really, honestly, don't remember. I don't know. We're, if I'm getting this confused with another. We one. have very little free time, so I won't tell you to watch it, Matt. If you've already seen it, but if you haven't, just give it a little. You know, on those days when you don't really want to watch a film, but you've, yep. you, there's nothing else that you want to do, that's the film. Prince it's of Persia is the plus film. as well. Yeah, and it's like it, the plot is so easy to follow. Like some dude basically betrays this thing in. They frame Prince Dastan for it, which is who Jake Gyllenhaal is playing, and then they're on the run. Him and Gemma Arterton trying to prove that they're innocent. It's just that's it. 
That is it. And they've just got the sands of time dagger to reverse time when anything goes wrong. There you go. You're you're away. That's it. <laughs> well, so I, I'll, maybe I'll put it on tonight then and give myself a good time. Oh, yeah. Just to look at yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. But as Mike Newell directed that, he did Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire a few years before. Well, yeah. That's it. that. That does make sense. It's just like a, it's it's fun. It's decently sharp. Like the 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 score's pretty cool as well. It's just it's just a good time, mate. And I do like those like sword and sandal kind of setting films. You anyway, do like so. those films, yeah. I do. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough yeah. of them, so that's a de- that's a decent modern one. More swords, more swords and sandals than for Ant. Um, yes, please. Right. What's well, your second one, mate? <laughs> this is a this is a classic. Uh, oh. I, this is. I, I think people are going to say, "Are you taking a piss?" Partly, you take the piss. Partly, but no, I'm not. And my second one uh, is Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> wow! With with Michael Caine. Oh, bloody hell! The, the breath on that thing. Uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember Jaws: The Revenge. Oh, but what, what you I do remember Kick up is the, the diamond that Jaws: The Revenge bought me. And oh, the, on the selling yeah. the diamond and the house that that bought me. My old lady, she needed a house, you see, so I went and did Jaws to Revenge. I was only supposed to blow the bloody shark up, but bloody hell, the <laughs> breath on that thing. Yeah, my, honestly, do you remember the only... Bruce. <laughs> the only reason... Ellen Brody, would you care to dance? The only, re- the only reason this really makes it in, obviously because it is ass, but it's that still a Jaws film. Hand here. It was shit films that we like and it's still a jaws film i know this is set in a different this is christmas film as opposed to the others are set in summer but it's still a jaws film simply because it connects to that first one i have never one seen bad. jaws the revenge it is fucking awful <laughs> basically it is horrific but, but are you telling me you like it i it's one i can put it <laughs> if, if i put if it's on you know I, I don't have a good time with it it's not a good film but i do have a good time with it mate Wait, so this is not a good film and you don't have a good time with it, but no, no, it's on yes, the list. It, it, it's not a good film, but I do have a good time with it. That's oh, you I mean. do have a good time with it. Because right, if it's on, I'm not going to turn it off because it connects to that first film. Therefore, it, it's Jaws. I've got to watch it. The second Anything film isn't bad. Anything clinging actually. onto the, 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 the um, arse hair of the beautiful film <laughs> that is Jaws <laughs> I know. deserves a place the, on this the list. The rotting corpse of the first film by the time we get to this one. But, oh, yeah. Um, it, the best part, though, again, I'm sure people already know this, but... The uh, the shark has is has a personal vendetta against the fat Brody family and actually follows them down the entirety of the east coast to the Bahamas <laughs> to attack them. It's not a random shark. This shark has a thing against stop the, this family. Stop going to the beach, the Brody family, and they'll I stop know, fucking trying to eat you. They, they love it, don't they? And and um, Roy Scheider ain't coming back. So they said that um, Chief Brody was so scared of sharks, he had a heart attack and died off screen. What? Um, he couldn't have just been on a business trip. No, he no, had to he, die off screen. Like, he had a heart attack. And it's like, no, the fear of the sharks is what killed him. Like, oh, God. And his son, Michael who was in that lovely scene in the first film. He's a, a marine biologist now. So rather than just do something not involving the water, he becomes a marine <laughs> biologist. But the shark marine has a personal biologist. vendetta, 100%, no lie, against the Brodies. He travels down the entirety of these coasts. Well, like, in Deep Blue Sea, that. that made sense because they were giving the sharks brains. But yeah, but they like, were injecting them with shit. But this is just a shark. I wish someone inject, inject me you... with a fucking brain. <laughs> I know. I wish I had a shark which cared about me that much. <laughs> Uh, but and then Ellen Brody can actually f- like telepathically connect with the sharks. Oh um, god! She can sense when they're coming. The shark roars at one it's point. It's better than coming. 
<laughs> the shark literally goes and starts roaring despite the fact that it has no lungs or whatever or, or any you, ability to do that do you know what the best Jaws sequel is uh, Jaws the Ride in Universal Studios yes I've been on that many when I was a nipper so good it's that good to read it mate because it's now fucking gone and do you know what's know. In, do you know what's in its place um, I reckon it might be Psycho Gorman the experience Fast and the Furious Oh, sorry, Bespin, but it's just crap. And, and, and like the ride of Fast and the Furious replaced Disaster, which was there before, which was previously Earthquake, but they renamed it for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but then now where Jaws is, it's just Dom Toretto's car there. Imagine just for people to look at and, and sign England to Florida just to see that idiot's car. <laughs> just to see the Dim Toretto's stupid car. <laughs> when like, <laughs> like, Spielberg literally came around and like helped out make that like Jaws ride and stuff, and it's like it was it's so, such such a good ride and such a like time capsule of that film and that feeling and going on the bed. And now we've got fucking Subarus everywhere. And now we've got that turdy little car, <laughs> that turdy little man, Finn Diesel all over it, his sweat and hands all over it. God, but yeah, Jaws: oh. Revenge, mate. It's you will watch it and you will dis- and you will know it's just awful. If you haven't seen it, listeners. You'll know it as soon as you turn it on. It's crap. It is just a yeah. miserable film. But because it connects so t- so little to the first film, I, I have to give it something. Um, but it is a bad film. But I can watch it and enjoy it because it's so bad. It is one of those ones where I'm like, I know it's this awful. So just needs to be called bad films that we had a good time with. I think it is. It's not I to be not on a good brand film. for us, mate. That's what we need to call it. Not bad a good film. Had a good I had a good time, time with it. Yeah. There we go. This is also 15% on Met- oh, that's Metacritic. Rotten Tomatoes, I didn't even bother to this film, but 3 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, again, that Sweet. is quite high. I was actually got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Shit. <laughs> After 30 Nobody votes. wanted to review it. Oh, 38 Jesus people Christ, 15% audience rating. Okay, yeah. So, the uh, this is what Rotten Tomatoes says. Illogical, tension-free, and filled with cut-rate special effects. This is a sorry chapter in a once-proud franchise, but... Matt from MPM thinks it's a good laugh. It's what they should add after that. Get so. it on there, yeah. Add, add that in on Rotten Tomatoes. I might just review this film just so I can put that. Matt from yeah. MPM thinks this is a good laugh. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Just put that, that exact word, sentence that you just said as well. 10 out of 10. It will suddenly go from 38% to like 50. And everyone's like, well, hold on. And You're going to be, be like, famous. you know, like the people who... Uh, who gave Paddington a bad yes. like score? You're going to be like the opposite. You're going to be the one that gave Jaws a good score. I'd be famous for like a week of all these people just slating me and tearing <laughs> my shit apart. I can review Jaws for. Uh, have you seen this guy's writing? Have you seen his guts? Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Jaws: The Revenge, mate, is my second one. It's it's a awful film, but there's something about it, mate. Which if it's on, I have to watch it. It may just be Michael Caine. His his, his character's called Hoagie. Hoagie Newcomb. <laughs> Hoagie bear, wow! And he's got the famous shot where he gets he falls in the water and then he comes out and his shirt's bone dry, a bit like in Star Wars. But um, nice. Michael Caine just didn't care, and he missed out on getting an Oscar because he was filming this dog shit. Oh, yeah, that's gutted. That is gutted so, for old Michael Caine. So for me, Jaws to Revenge, Suburban Commando. For you, Prince of Persia, and what's next? This one's the best one on my list, but I feel and, and and I know some people genuinely like this, so this one's a, a bit like sort of on the on the borderline. But enough people like vehemently hate it <laughs> that I feel like I can qualify. Don't say it. the Last Jedi. No, <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man Two is on Ooh, my list. Controversial, okay, mate. Because 
yeah, I remember literally every review coming out at the time saying this was shit. Yeah. And I don't know if what the RT is on it or anything like that, but uh, I just remember all, all the sites that I... 51? 51, mate. Jesus. Well, I remember <laughs> the sites that I watched and like the YouTube channels I watched and stuff coming out and saying it was like awful and like yep. not planned out and the villains were all terrible and this and that, but... I genuinely just really enjoyed this. I watched it twice. I, I went to watch it on like a Friday night. I went back the Saturday morning. I really liked it. And again, it's like the way I'm qualifying this one is that I genuinely really liked this. <laughs> whereas I feel like a lot of people at, at the very most just sort of thought it was fine. Yep. Um, I know the Jamie Foxx stuff and it's terrible. Like it obviously is. There's nothing to excuse that. Like he becomes a villain because Spider-Man forgets his birthday and stuff. But <laughs> Andrew Garfield's still great in it. And I like him. And, and Emma Stone, obviously their relationship is still just as good as it was in the first. In fact, I think it's better than the first film. I think that first amazing Spider-Man, people give that one more of a pass, but I think that one's boring in comparison to this. Like, this throws a lot of shit at the wall and a lot of it doesn't stick but what does i think is is worth going back and watching it's the 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 sort of the way spider-man moves in it i think is as good as he's ever sort of moved and the the choice of songs that they put in it and the score some of the score that bam 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 Bum, 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 bum. that's like so stuck in my head where he's just like jumping from building to building and yeah, man. Um, just really liked it. Uh, sad when the dude didn't get a chance to do another film. But, um, yeah. What did you think of this one, mate? Um, I, yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it was fine. I don't I don't hate this film at all. Um, like a lot of people, people do, do, don't they? People really do. And hate I remember this in film. our cinema, like, people laughing as well when uh, Gwen died. And no. that genuinely hit me really hard. And I knew it was going to happen. And it, it still got me. Like,. And the way that the web went down and sort of made into a hand and tried to grab her, and then that sort of like sort of pulled her back. And anyway, sorry, I've interrupted you. Go on, mate. Mate, you never need to in- uh, apologize for interrupting me, mate. A man of your glistening meatiness. Uh, yeah, I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I think they're they're great together. Anyway, they're both fantastic. Anyway, but together, really good. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider Man too. Again, I think he gets a, a bad rap because people don't like this film. Uh, so people, yeah. like you just said, people seem to say he's really good as Spider Man. Except in uh, part two, where everyone's rubbish. But that's not. I mean, Dane DeHaan is as boring as shit. He they, stop oh, trying yeah. to make Dane DeHaan happen. It's, it's not going to happen. It, it, <laughs> stop and I love to make him happen. I love Dane, but come on. Um, he uh, he was good in the cure for wellness because he basically had to play this like, this odd weirdo, which I imagine he probably is. Um, yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't hate this film. I don't. I'm not going. I don't love it as much as you do. I don't think. But. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's perfectly fine. Like you say, the moment with Gwen Stacy, obviously one of the big moments in the comics, is um, I think it's well done. Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx in this film. Um, forgets his birthday. <laughs> Jamie Foxx gets a gap in his teeth fixed by an electric bolt. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. But um, but I think... He's he had- dropping all these papers on the floor and he's like, Oh, Spider-Man! <laughs> like, it's my just, birthday! Just, it's, it's my birthday, Spider-Man! It's my birthday and I fry if I want to. <laughs> I think the action's good. I do. I think the action sequences are, de- are good. I think it looks decent. I don't really see why it gets so much hate. I mean, it's not... I don't know if people are saying, is it... Uh, were, they, were people still comparing it to the Raimi trilogy by then? Or the first two? Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's... I think it's, know, it's... Like I said, it's like... It's not cohesive in, like, in structure, in plot, in anything. But there's just bits in it that I like. And 
yeah, there's, there's some good songs in it as well. Like I said, uh, and the, foot and the, and the t- lead two are really good together. They yeah, are. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it deserves as as much shite as it gets. And this is at fifty. And again, percent. I know this one's a, a better film on on the grand scheme of things here. But yeah, enough people, like I said, really hated it when it came out. No, well, I joked about the Last Jedi, but you probably could put that on this goddamn list, com- considering how many people tell you you mustn't like half it. The- people's views on it yeah well at least half the internet's views exactly so no i think the amazing spider-man is a good shout there's spider-man 2 sorry it's a good yeah. shout it's been seven years since that film and people still when you mention it shudder and, to, and i don't know why it's not uh, to me it's not as good as the first two raimi films only because they're my jam but i don't think it's bad i think it's bad yeah. at all yeah so i'm with you there mate that's a question then that you've just sort of posed to yourself so it's not as good as the first two raimi films is it better than the third one i think so the third one the third one works for me because it's just daft and it's just it's Peter Parker, emo Peter, dancing through the streets. That's mainly yeah. what I remember, other than Peter Parker crying on the bridge when Mary Jane dumps him. But um, I generally also feel a bit sad for him then because he looks really quite upset in his lip quivers. <laughs> I do. I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, Toby, you look really sad. That, that, that Tobe will always be our Peter. There is a generation of people and Tobe is just our Peter. It, I don't care how many internet articles tell me that Tom Holland is actually a better Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I don't care. I don't care. It's our boy, isn't it? It's Tobe. Yep. Until the day I die. And the only reason I'm excited after Spider-Man, um, not quite home, whatever it's called, I don't know what it's called, is, be- is because Toby might have been in it. Whether I don't know if he, or, and Andrew Garfield as well. I'd love to yeah. see all three of them doing the Spider-Man meme, pointing at each other. But th- th- depending on who you believe, they're not going to be in it. Therefore, I'm not really very excited for that new Spider-Man film because I wasn't too up on the last two. I think they're good, but I don't. They're too because they because they're obviously having to fit within the MCU at the same time. They don't have the free will that free reign. Sorry, that the Raimi ones did and the Garfield ones did to them for the most part. So and also let's be let's be serious, mate. On this uh, Tobey Maguire thing, um, were Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland in the Pussy Posse? Nope, mate. Exactly. You smashed it there. <laughs> Tom, Andy, get yourself front row seats to the pussy posse and we can talk. DiCaprio's not letting you in, guys. You're just too late to one Spider-Man too many. The pussy posse. posse. Jesus Christ. What a fucking joke that is. I remember watching a video, a Red Letter Media Media video a bit back where they did the the, um, Black Spine tape things and they found... video which was basically a crazy fan that was just filming DiCaprio and the Pussy Posse walking oh around Hollywood God. and stuff and it was it was mental like the detail they're going into like as you can see Leonardo today has his hair in a different style from yesterday as you can see his bangs have been cut and I'm like oh my god can you this imagine? is insane well the Pussy Posse I mean Ant wasn't uh, if Ant if MPM was around Ant would have been in it but it was uh, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio geez, I'd, I'd like, mate give me some more credit I'd like to think I'd have come up with a, 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 a more gentleman like name than that uh, what would you? What, what could we have been called? Uh, <laughs> a larbia lads. Know, something like that. No, maybe. that is infinitely worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have our listeners open to this one. Okay, what would Give you us call your variations? We were on. a bunch of rampaging so misogynists. The, the the pussy posse and the labia lads. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> of a labia. Oh. <laughs> Larry Labia. Obviously, we are we're gentlemen, so we wouldn't get involved with in that crap. But if, Mate, we, if that, we won, I think our gentleman cards like, just got thrown out the window with Labia lads. So let's <laughs> let's move on. What is your next film? <laughs> oh my! Well, who else is in the posse? By the way, it's David Blaine, Tobey Maguire, David Harmony, Blaine. Yeah, Harbour, Harmony Corine. How the hell was he in it? Kevin Connolly. Uh, who's that? 
J.R. Ferguson. Matt Hudson. Me, yeah, me. Lucas Haas, come out of it, Lucas. R.D. Rob, and then other people who I've never heard of. So, um, yes, the posse. What an embarrassing time that was for them and everyone else and Earth. Uh, my next one, for me, uh, let me just look at my list. For me, this is the best film on the list for me. Uh, it isn't. I don't think it's the most critically well-received film on the, on my list, but for me, this is the one I watch would watch the most and it's your favorite um, of your five yeah i think so yeah well it, yeah it is it's the, it's the one i've watched the most and it's the one that i think you know what i can watch that today and, and I, I enjoy it but mm. the the aficionados are telling me i'm wrong and it is omen three the final conflict um directed right, by yeah. graham baker sam neill stars as damien this is 1981 30 percent on rotten tomato so again hasn't aged well. I, I have um, heard you profess your love for this one before, mate, yeah. And I, I do like this one because, I mean, firstly, the Omen films, they weren't hanging about. They released three films in five years, from 76 to 81, one, two, and three. So in the seven, all, 70s as well, that is a 76 to 81, yeah. And they feel like the same, to me, they feel like the same, you know, they're in the same universe. Yeah, world, yeah. It's basically, Damien is, a, is all grown up now. He's the ambassador to Great Britain. Uh, like his father, Gregory Peck was in the first film. Obviously he's the antichrist spoiler. Um, and, but there's a, uh, there's been an awakening, you know, the second coming of Christ has come in there and has uh, been an awakening. awakening. Have you felt it? The second coming has come in is on his way. And Damien wants all these kids who are born at a certain time to be killed. Cause one of them is the second coming of Christ. Um, Sam Neill gets some wicked monologues. Sam Neill gets to this, you know, Sam Neill thespian. Some of his acting is extremely stagey. We love Sam Neill at NPM. Exactly. Just he's standing his slay the Nazarene. It's like his, his mouth and eyes are just going everywhere. All you can this imagine film him on stage. Needed, mate, is him saying that. You you do that. Do that line again, Matt. Slay the Nazarene. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine Jesus' followers like that. We're leaving. <laughs> there's, there's some great moments. He gets to act his bollocks off, and I think he's really good. There's one cool scene, again, I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it, involving some dogs and somebody who's trying to kill Damien. And the way Damien well, just basically that is sounds like the first one. Uh, and that dogs in well. the graveyard. Oh, this is oh, this is different. This is this is Damien's got them under his control now. And the way oh, he just, shit. just patches them to get this guy is Damien's so cool. dogs come da- to rival the pussy posse. <laughs> That's it in the labia, lads. Damien, Damo's dogs. Damo's um, dogs. Bet three six five. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. Um, I'm a member of the world's favourite online oh, sports betting company. And I think no, I've got put- some fucking sick pheromones. Yeah, no. do you know what? I don't I'm know why you turned into Billy Butcher at the he's end. Also, he also don't talk like that in real life, I bet. <laughs> I bet he's really well-spoken and he just puts... Yeah, I bet he walks up and talks like Beckham. Yeah, yeah. Hello there. He talks like Michael Caine. Hello, I'm Ray Winston. Uh, Bet Gamble responsible. I'm Ray Winston. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you, you look at the odds on screen there, five to one. Nah. <laughs> Um, I'm a member in, of the world's favourite oh online God. sports betting company. I'm in films. <laughs> Somehow. No, I like Ray Woodson. He's all right. He's just, he's just, you know, uh, like, like Dane DeHaan. I forgot they're still trying to make Ray happen and they just let him do his betting advert. Just let him yeah. go to West Ham and all that. Omen 3 though, mate. I actually think this is a, a decent film. Yes, it, it struggles with like leaps of logic and all that, but... I think this is. I think I mean, Samuel's really about good. The Antichrist. So we're talking we're about the Antichrist. Second logic coming. to believe all that, aren't you? So, and, yeah. and Sam Neill's perfect hair as well. But I think I actually think this film is solid. I don't know if it's going to get like a uh, reevaluation. I don't know if people watch it now and think actually it's not as bad as we thought. But mm. well, you are right, mate. In that it, it doesn't get like 
it, it, as I at least don't see it posted about a lot, and I follow a lot of horror stuff. So yeah, but no, it doesn't. And when people do, they're like, "Oh, the first one was good. The second one's pretty. It's fine. And the third one, shit." But it's not. I think as a trilogy, you watch them one, two, three. It works. Yeah. I think, and even by itself, though, I think it works. So Omen mm. Three is a guilty pleasure because it's forgotten about. And when people do mention it, it's and even Sam Neill himself. He he hates his film. He doesn't. He, he won't talk about it. He's like, oh, we we don't talk. We won't talk about that film. Uh, he doesn't talk about it. So he obviously had a bad time of it, or he just doesn't like it. This is one of yeah. his first like major western films. So, um, but I I think it's all right, even if Sam Neill doesn't, and we love a bit of Sam. So Omen Three: The Final Conflict is a guilty pleasure for me, mate. And that's my third one, in fact. So what about you? Nice. Uh, my third one nice. is the change up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a change up um have you seen this one no ryan reynolds and um jason bateman piss in a fountain and change lives that sounds incredible already um and ryan reynolds is playing a like stoner who is like sleeping around and is a bit of a douche and all this stuff Us- usual shit yeah and jason bateman is an uptight businessman with a family and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, obviously, their lives change, and it it's just, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a proper bad, like, stupid, schlocky comedy thing, <laughs> and I must have watched it 200 times. No joke. There was it's me and a, a guy who I used to work with. Uh, I, I have no idea, mate. I, I've plucked these out of my past self, so um, <laughs> maybe she is. But uh, there was a guy who I used to work with, and um, we were... We were Pretty much like these two. <laughs> I won't mention which one I was. But, uh, yeah, he used to just literally... We, they're called Mitch and Dave, and we used to call each other Mitch and Dave. Like, we were saved in each other's phones. I was Mitch, he was Dave. And it was just like, we could quote every single line. And, like, there is just a lot of, like, little... Fo- it's just basically a premise set up to tell a bunch of jokes that you can obviously tell were just on a, on a floor somewhere that somebody found. But, like, there's jokes where, like, Obviously, Jason Bateman's character just really wants to, like, him and his wife aren't, like, sleeping together much and all this, and he he wants to have sex. So he's like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. I'm in your life. I get to do your stuff. And he's like, right, this woman's going to show up. It's uh, Tatiana from the Lamar's class that we met. Blah, blah, blah. She shows up, and she's, like, eight and a half months pregnant. (laughs) And he's, like, phoning him up, and he's like, what the fuck, Mitch? The baby's about to come out. Like, what what the fuck? And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then, like... (laughs) They're on the phone talking to each other while they're like wanking and he's trying to teach him techniques how to use his, he's like, oh, if you use your, if you use your left hand instead, you get a bit more torque on it. <laughs> and like Mitch Jesus. is trying to be like a dad, but he's just like so bad at it basically. And it, yeah, there's just a bunch of like different gags jokes and they're basically trying to figure out how to sort of get each other's lives back. But um it's one of those, like, they, they learn what each other sort of are strong at and, and what's right and what's wrong about each other and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, Olivia Wilde's in it. She plays, Ooh. like, the, the boss of Jason Bateman's character, and she's really hot. Yeah. And it's, like, one of those situations where Jason Bateman pulls her as... No, like, Jason Bateman's always wanted to sleep with her, even though he's married. And Ryan Reynolds, as Jason Bateman, obviously, in his body, pulls her and then they have to explain that, and then he goes back to uh, as as himself once they switch back, and like it's just full of all shit like that, man. And it's there are some genuine good laughs in it, and it's just one of those where I don't know if people like it. I never hear anybody talk about it, 
and you know me, it is absolutely not the kind of film that I like usually. Um, no. It's got 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm clear for the list. Yes. And yeah, it's just... There's, yeah, it's just like Ryan Reynolds, he's just doing his usual shtick, but he's obviously trying to be a dad and like, he gets like, the baby shoots shit into his mouth at one point and he's like crying <laughs> and you can imagine what it is, mate. It is exactly what you think it Honestly. is. Honestly. It's fun. That is another one, mate. Chuck it on if you really can't. That's what a lot of mine are on here. He's like, oh, I don't really want to watch something where I've got to think about much. There you go. The change that's on. on Netflix. So if you've got Netflix, go watch it. And I know there's some of you listening to this that have seen the change up and are like, um, yes, that <laughs> film is funny. It's in a sea of films just like it, and it's funny. So message me. You guys know you are. Well, I'm just reading. I just Googled it because I haven't seen it. It says, uh, <laughs> poor old so whoever wrote this. The change up is pretty much a post-hangover comedy flick that thinks what made the hangover as funny as it was meant shouting, swearing, and flinging poo. So I'm in. Shouting, not, swearing, and yeah, flinging. I was going to say, that is what made the hangover funny. <laughs> yeah. C numbers two and three, which were not funny and were yeah. too bad to make this list for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Anything which has anything where somebody criticizes it for poo flinging, I'm in. For the, as long and as and it's, it's like also obviously then on the list, isn't it? But um, Oh, yeah, mate. Of course. Of course. 25% would put it on the list. But, oh, and also, I've I haven't just, heard I've of it. I've YouTubed it just to remember a couple of scenes here, and there's like a. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about this. Jeez, man. Well, I've just sent you a, a picture which just sums up what it, what the film is. Even though it's like the front of the poster, but it made me chuckle whilst you were talking. Um, it's just Ryan Reynolds <laughs> with this shit-eating grin <laughs> with these two women just hanging off of him. It just <laughs> and Let's head. have a look. Honestly. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. Look at him. <laughs> and obviously then, yeah, Jason Bateman's living that life and he's uh, he doesn't know what's happening really. but Because um, they piss in a fountain. Yeah, they literally go for a piss and a fire, and it's the first like drink they've been out together for for ages because uh, Jason Bateman's always busy. And then, yeah, uh, it's it's funny, man. I've just like googled the scene, and um, they're having a big like PR meeting, and it's obviously Bateman should be in there, but it's not him. It, it's Ryan Reynolds, but it is Bateman. You know the premise, by now. yeah, I know the premise. Um, and he's literally sat there, and like somebody's like, "Oh yeah, we need to change over the blah blah blah," and the and the the, 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 the uh, NPR of the blah. It's giving him all this info, and he's like, "Oh fuck." that noise <laughs> fuck that noise and they're all like um excuse me and he's like no no you don't want to do this shit like because he has no idea how to behave in these situations so and then there's another I, scene I like just up where the, the baby has got a knife because ryan reynolds is chucking all the cutlery around the room um so that's good that's always good funny but i like those kind of if they're done well i like those kind of change up like the yeah, the body switcheroo comedies because if they're done all right they're quite they're funny so here's another one i'm going to watch on netflix Yes, um, mate, do it. And as soon as I do, I'll let you know. And thing is, I, I like you as well. Sometimes you just want to watch a film where it's just I don't give I don't want to I don't want to get into the deeper meaning and, and write a thesis about. Yeah, it. exactly. There's, some, a, there's a scene where crap, yeah? uh, Ryan Reynolds as Jason Bateman is having a go at his wife because she's like obviously she thinks she's just round her husband, so she's like she's like at a curry and she's like doing the worst shit ever, <laughs> and then like she goes to get in bed, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Don't come in here, guns hot." And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, I always do this. And he's like, point that cannon away from me, man. Like, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> oh, my, that sounds like most relationships, isn't it? What Really what they're like behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, oh, I just remembered another scene. I'm sorry. We'll move on after this. I've gone on about this no, honestly, shit film Honestly, mate, fire away. There is a, there is a scene, and you as a dad will relate to this probably more, but Ryan Reynolds as Jason Bateman. 
is going to pick up the kids. And the kid is talking about how she's been bullied. And Jason Bateman, the whole time in the time where he was himself, has been telling the kid, you need to not resort to any sort of violence. You need to go speak to the head teacher and blah, blah, blah. And then like when Ryan Reynolds is there, like he's like, you know what you do, little girl? You make a fucking shiv. And you walk <laughs> right up to her. <laughs> like, it's like, and you fuck her shit up. <laughs> okay, daddy. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah. <laughs> Is it behind <laughs> behind closed doors? That's what I'd really be like, right? So yeah. The, 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 the mum comes over. It's like, uh, honey, did you tell uh, blah 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 to make a shiv? No. <laughs> when they're not yeah. looking, make a bite the curb. And stab oh, it. walks into the school play. There's always that scene, isn't there? Walks into the school play. His daughter's like nailing it. He walks in late in front of all the school, like all the other parents, like oh god, like all whispering about him. He's like. That's my daughter, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> See, it sounds quality. How is this? This sounds, yeah. this sounds like a pleasure more than anything. Yes, yes. I don't feel guilty for this, but I should do, maybe. That's that's what this list is. I think you've made all of our Th- listeners This was genuinely hard it. for me because I don't feel guilty for any of these. I've well, no. said this, like, I said this to Andy when he requested it. He said, Andy. I said, I genuinely don't feel guilty for liking films that I like, but I know that everybody else would say that these were guilty pleasures oh, for yeah. me. I don't so. feel guilty for them, but I'd be fully aware if I went online tonight and said, you know what? Jaws Revenge doesn't deserve the hate <laughs> What's your favourite film of all time? Uh, the Change Up? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Shep Ramsey's a <laughs> classic action hero. I think I'd yeah. have my film card um, cancelled, but who cares? On, They're then, fun. Mate. What's your number four? My number four. about the Change Up. This is, this, this is it, because um, my number four isn't a film which was, I didn't realise it was actually uh, this well received. But it's a guilty pleasure because, again, every time I see film fans, and most film fans online are a bit silly, whenever they mention this film, they say it's dog. But it's sitting in 91% on RT. And it's a it's a um, musical comedy from 20, 2007 called Hairspray. I thought this film was fucking quality. But nobody I speak to, everyone says it's a load of cheese and a load of dog. It's got the only one, it's one of the only decent films post-Pulp Fiction with John Travolta in it. Um, Zac Efron's in it. Amanda Bynes is in it before she just disappeared off the radar. James Marston's looking like the American version of you, all beefy and handsome. Christopher Walken, <laughs> uh, Queen Latifah, Brittany, uh, is it Brittany Murphy? I don't know. Brittany Snow, sorry. <laughs> um, Alison Jane. Brittany Snow, I'm sold. Yeah, there you go, you're sold. But basically, it's a, um, a woman called Tracy, who's played by Nicola Blomsky. She is uh, an, overweight, an overweight teenager. She doesn't fit the model of what a television. Uh, singer should be or somebody on tv in the 19 i want to say 50s i want to say i like it so much i can't remember um yeah, but she doesn't fit the model but of course she she um she manages to get on tv and at the same time there's uh, a lot of the it's set against a backdrop of racial discrimination and body and gender discrimination as well and she kind of thinks well i've had enough of this you know i might be overweight or whatever it doesn't mean i can't be as good as these people or as pretty or whatever the songs are great the it's full-on cheese ball it's um it became a musical afterwards i think i think it was a film first and then, mu- then a musical but it's a proper like kitschy type thing but honestly i was like john i did travolta, not see this one coming mate i'm not gonna lie john travolta uh john travolta plays nikki blonsky's mum in this so john travolta has to wear a fat suit and pretend to be a middle-aged woman but it works that in itself shouldn't work but john travolta Wait, plays what? a woman and it works and and the woman's not like a wait John Travolta just straight up plays a woman and they just didn't cast a woman. Nope, they got John Travolta to uh, play said woman and he's really, he's really funny in it. Um, <laughs> honestly. 
I totally forgot about it. I'm sitting there raving about the film. And let me, let me, here's the selling point, mate. And I guess it's really bad for podcasting, but I'll just send you the picture on your phone, mate. Um, this, is, this is the angle right here. What's the angle? This is the angle. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is terrifying. John Look Travolta at the hand. Looks, he looks like me if I put a dress on. But um, honestly, mate. It's, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's colourful. It's got good songs in it. Uh, the cast are all having a blast. It's got some good messages about um, uh, body uh, acceptance or whatever the term is. Obviously, how racism is awful. And if you stand for it, you're an idiot. Um, sexism and all that. It's just a good, fun kind of romp film. But every time I see people talk about it, they just dismiss it as a load of old crap. But mm. 91, again, RC isn't the main thing. 91%. Metacritic, 81%. It's really good. It's, um, it's on Amazon Prime to watch. I will say, though, that you do have to have some some kind of inclination to watch a film where they start singing in it. If you don't, yeah. you probably won't like it. Now, you know me, I, I love La La Land, stunning film. But I went into that thinking I'm not going to like this because I don't really like, I like the musicals of old. I'm, I'm basic, like the very old ones um, with, what's his name? And that guy who sings in the rain. I can't think of his name. Singing in the um, rain. Yeah, Singing in the Rain, <laughs> uh, Ginger Rogers. That and guy who sings film. in the rain, what film is it called? Yeah, what's, over, what's his name? It's Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. And uh, he wasn't in that, but um, other films. Um, so I like those films, but modern musicals, I think a bit cack. But I really liked, um, I really liked Hairspray, and I really, really, really like, obviously, La La Land. So if you yeah. don't like musicals, you're not going to like it. But if you have, if you want a fun time and you don't mind a little bit of singing, a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of kind of a West Endy Broadwayness, which I don't usually like either, which is kind of also why it's a guilty pleasure for me, because I generally hate <laughs> like the West End and Broadway. Oh, I'm so theatrical kind of stuff. Like, piss off. But <laughs> this I really liked. So Hairspray for me is my fourth guilty pleasure, despite the fact that it was well received. Nobody talks about it. And when the people I've seen talking about it, just talk, talk about it, talk down to it as if it's just a load of old disposable yeah. cheese. But I thought... Yeah. It's decent. I'm not sure you'd like it, mate, because I know your stylings, but it's Zach Efron's eh, in it, so no. you could be in it. You what? Zach Efron's in it, so you could be in it. You know, you're up there oh, with nice. Zach and James Marsden. Beefcakes, hunks. Um, all it was missing was you. But I want to play the mum. <laughs> Edna. Edna Turnbull. <laughs> Edna Mode. <Is> it? <laughs> uh, my fourth choice is Eight-Legged Freaks. Yes, Arquette, Arquette, I mean, this is considered shit, isn't it? Like, oh, and I know, I know it's satire and it's supposed to be shit and it's like one of those 50 throwbacks, but I still think people think it's shit even knowing that. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't get, it's not, it's a lot of people to them, it's, it's not a good film and they didn't have a good time of it. Is yes. what a lot of people say, but not you. Not me, no. Uh, I. It's a zombie film. With spiders in it. It's Dawn of the Dead with spiders in it. It's like they literally go lock themselves in a mall with shotguns while spiders are, like, giant spiders are jumping around trying to eat everybody. Scarlett Johansson's in it <sighs> as the daughter, which is insane. I forget it's her every time. Uh, David Arquette, and I can't remember any other actor that's in it, but I remember Neither the scene where the little kid with the glasses on goes down to look at the spider. There is an old man who owns a big shed full of spiders next to a lake and he falls over in there and smashes all the jars of spiders up <laughs> and they fall in the lake with the toxic barrel of something and basically just make giant spiders that are then running around the city and jumping on top of buildings and smashing up cars 
and trying to eat Scarlett Johansson in a bedroom. <laughs> didn't mean for that to sound that way. Um, ah, you naughty they, boy. They are, yeah, they are um, mental looking. The CG's absolutely pants on this side. <laughs> just like, there's a scene where the guy's like on a, he's on like a, a dirt bike going over like these dunes and he's like every time he goes over one you can see like all the jumping spiders are jumping behind him and it looks so bad um there's a scene where one of us one of the spiders gets like uh it's in the vents and it's fighting with a cat and every single time one of them like fights it's like doing you can hear this like and then like the spider's like rolling around and everything he's imprinting the cat's face into the walls like and this old woman's just sat watching she's like oh my god like it's it's just so bad but again it's great it's absolutely great it's it's so this is probably the shittest film on my list i would say but if you are up for that kind of time and you like a bit of like old 50s sci-fi without like sort of the the good like uh, social commentary that they used to have and just utter shit like just going mental. There's the classic, there's the guy in like the um, RV on the radios. The, the seven cents of God will come down on you if you do not. And then like all this shit. And he's like, I told you, I told you. And it's just the spiders coming down and he said that he predicted it. And all it's full of cliches. It's full of schlock. It's full of shit. But it is full of massive spiders and David Arquette with a shotgun in a mall. What more could you ask for? <laughs> David Arquette, before he became the WCW World Champion, was in this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, who, doesn't, who doesn't know and love and want the front cover of this film framed? Honestly. Yes. I absolutely adore this film just for the poster of just it, Arquette's face. Can you imagine them saying, right, can you just pose? It's like, look backwards, look up and open your mouth and go, ah! It's so bad. It looks like a... It looks like a it looks like something I'd make. It's like the, it, well, this looks like this. Look, this Let looks like the, the worst kind of begin paint shot <laughs> from the producers of Independence Day and Godzilla. Well, that, that doesn't make that does not surprise me whatsoever. Jesus, it gets progressively worse. It literally looks like a graphic I would make of us, like arsing around. Yeah, it's so bad. Independence Day nearly made my list because again, it's not seen as a good film. It's just people love people love it. Though. Yeah, too many people love it. I think, but like, you don't really hear people talking about this one, do you? Too much. And oh, mate, like you said, just everybody listening now, just like, just Google Eight Legged Freaks. Just look at the fucking poster for this film, and it will tell you everything you need to know about how stupid it is. I'm just looking at a fucking picture of a spider now breaking the top of a cop car, and the cops like got a moustache, and he's like, you can tell he's just sat there like, I'm just going to get my hamburger. Oh, God damn, there's a giant spider on top of my car. And then, like, yeah, that's the kind of film it is. <laughs> oh, mate, I need to, this is uh, 48%, 48% on RT. Are you taking I think this must be a situation where, like, not many have reviewed it, maybe. Or they've just seen it for what it is and thought for a, for a, for a fun film, it's fun. It's fine, uh, yeah. That's the worst yeah. Um, thing I've ever said. For a fun film, well, it's fun. Again, I feel guilty for liking it because I think it's shit, but I also like it. Let the squashing begin. 143 Scott reviews. Terror mate. is that guy. Um, what a stupid name. He, he plays Mike Parker. He's the one who goes down and accidentally releases all the shit. Oh, Chris releases McCormick, all the David Arquette. Wow. Um, yeah, 40, 48%, mate, of 143 reviews. That's more than enough to say that a lot of people quite enjoy this film actually which isn't which is not a bad thing mate it may uh, is terrible it's a, a fun fantastic homage to the b movies of the golden age of horror somebody said it's the best giant spider film i've seen in quite some time i mean <laughs> yeah anyone. 
that's fair. Yeah, there's, there's not really any others, is there? So really, mate, honestly, mate, and I mean it. It really makes me want to go and watch this film that again, just because yeah. of your enthusiasm for it and the front cover. Just and the fact it's called Eight Legged Freaks, a comedy mystery <laughs> thriller, mystery thriller. Wow, I think there might be being a bit generous. What is there. the mystery? <laughs> and where's, or where's the, where's the How thriller this got aspect? Made. Exactly. This thriller aspect is just nondescript. Will Scarlett Hansen be eating in her bedroom? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. Eight Legged Freaks. I don't mind this film. I don't think it's great, but it's it's silly it's fun. fun, though, isn't it? It's silly yeah. fun. It's those they know what they're going for, I think, but yeah. I still think enough people like just shit on it for what it is. And I'm, well, it's, it's like, I'm like, yeah, I agree with all the bad points about it, but I don't mind. It's like what we mentioned on uh, Nick Cage, well, like Willy's Wonderland. That film, which I thought was entertaining, was what was just basically trying to be a dose of stupid fun. It knew what it was, blah blah. Nick Cage beating up animatronic uh, Freddy things, but it just didn't work for everyone. Whereas this film is no different to me. It's David Arquette versus giant spiders, but it, it does work. It works so much more uh, than something like Willy's Wonderland or God forbid Psycho Gorman because it is just, this is just framed as a daft fun film. They don't ever yeah. try to take it seriously. Not one bit. And it's not too like, ah, oh, look, we're making a, we're making a still like Sharknado is. It's not like, yeah, look not how shit mate. the film is. Like it's not doing that. No, I think this is a good shout mate. So eight legged freaks and everyone as well listening, let us know if any of these would make your list. We've got some at the end to read out, but be interested to know if I any mean, of you actually Sean, love these. Sean, if you're listening, which I know you are, you're just top 10, straight up top 10. He's probably just guilty pleasure stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's all of these films we've mentioned. Sean's top 10 films are One of the Twilights, a Dean Devlin Alien film. Resurrection, That's it. Independence Day, uh, uh, what else would it be? Uh, probably My Girl, with Mac- the one with Macaulay Culkin. Get yeah, you know, you know them better than me, piece. obviously, being, um, <laughs> yeah. being his brother. He'd probably like Barb Wire, which is Pamela Anderson's debut film. Um, <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, <laughs> of course he does. Old Hall classic horn, isn't he? He's probably listening to all of our ep- our films now, like pointing and nodding, like mm, raising an eyebrow approvingly. Yep, good film, yes, I like that film. Yeah, good film. I said, yeah. What was the title of this episode again? Guilty pleasure, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not my MPM. Um, <laughs> hi, Sean. So my, uh, my last hi, one, mate, is another comedy, uh, and it's a comedy film called White Chicks with the uh, Wayans brothers, Wait, uh, don't, don't people love Sean. this one though? No, I not that I know of. Again, I think White Chicks. What is that sitting at? Again, I know I keep saying it. RT isn't the build and end all, but people refer to it. It's sitting on a very naff fifteen percent. I seem to like fifteen percent. Oh Jesus! And a lot of people just said it wasn't. It was just not funny, or they thought it was weak or derivative, or some people thought it was offensive. Okay, um, a lot of people thought it was. Uh, it was. Um, it jumped the shark. I was like, well, there are two two black guys pretending to be two white girls. I mean, how much, how many more sharks do you want to jump? But um, yeah. I find this film like stupidly funny. Terry Crews is fucking awesome in this. Terry Crews steals this entire film, white meat only. He's just like this. Terry Crews is this big greased up beefcake who only ever usually wears these um, leopard skin speedos. But he's, he, he ends up fancying one of the Wayans brothers as they are uh, dressed as these two white socialites. They're trying to... Um, they're, they're police officers who have to um, infiltrate this uh, thing, but they have to, by becoming these two socialites, basically becoming like Paris Hilton and her uh, um, protege back in the day. 
uh, it's daft, it's stupid, it's funny. Terry Crews' dance scene is wonderful. Some of the lines he says are excellent, uh, as in like the way he delivers them are fun. The Wayans are having a good time here. It's uh, it, it sounds crap, probably because really it actually is. But <laughs> it's just got lots of fun lines in it. It's got a, it's got a uh, it's got a stupid villain, which is fun. It's got Terry Crews having an absolute absolute blast. Um, that's really all I can say about it. It's it's two black guys dressing up as two. You know, pretending to be I too white social this, like women. I, I can't remember much from it, but I remember people at my school. I think what I've got confused with here is that people at my school loved it, like, and all the girls gotcha. loved it at my school as well. So, when, when did this come yeah. out? I think I want to say 2004. I want to say this came out, so it's it's coming up to 20 years now. It's coming out as vintage, but there's yeah. just so there's just some just it's just daft fun. It is like probably a bit like change up, kind of it's like it's comedy from that era, which. Probably now you'd look at it and think, well, that might push push the bucket a little bit far. Actually, you wouldn't maybe have those jokes now, but I don't yeah, think any yeah. jokes are. I don't think any of them are offensive. Oh, mate, there is there is fifty of those in the change up, which oh, you would well, not be allowed now. I bet there is. Just looking at who's involved, this one I don't think that there is as much. I think obviously the the switcheroo and stuff like that, and the race switch might might get to some people, but I don't, this isn't a film which is supposed to be offensive. And I do honestly think you'd have to be a bit of a turd. And I think that offended. is also baked into the joke, isn't it? Well, it's the entirety of the joke, and I, I yeah, honestly think like, you'd have to be not, reaching. It's not, like, it's not like they've sort of accidentally done this, like, and made a thing like that is the premise. So, yeah. yeah, and everything is built, and a lot of the jokes are built around that, and it's got like a bit of Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire to it, where uh, obviously when they, when they, at the end of the day, when they go back, tra- transform back into their normal selves, and then someone knocks on the door, uh, we've got to get ready again, and who doesn't like Miss Doubtfire? So, of course, it works here. But I think White Chicks is a, a load of stupid fun. Um, and I refuse to believe anybody doesn't. But sadly, a lot of people don't like it. Maybe because the Wayans brothers as well. Sometimes a lot of people uh, throw the Wayans brothers in with shit comedy, like scary movie and stuff like that. But nope, I, White Chicks for me is my fifth guilty guilty pleasure. It's always on Sky, so I can always watch it whenever you want. And when it's on, and I've got nothing else to do, I'm not going to lie, mate. It goes on, and I... Uh, uh, a little bit of wee comes out every single time because it's just like <laughs> it's just stupid funny. I'm just trying to see if it's on any of the streaming services at the same time. If not, you can go and watch it on. It's on Netflix. If anyone wants to watch it, it's on Netflix. It's, it is far too long at an hour and fifty five minutes. So, but White Chicks is my fifth now, mate. What are you coming in with hot for the last one? Right. So there's this film that <laughs> which is about. Uh, a bunch of dudes, a bunch of like college dudes, and they're going to like parties. They're all meeting girls. They're all doing this stuff, right? And there's an underground fighting ring. Okay. And one of the, the, the there's a local trainer in there called Jaiman Honsu, and anybody who's a big fan of this already knows what I'm talking about now. By now, and that is never back down, which is. <laughs> Every single person from my school year, when they were in like year 10, maybe 10, 11, <laughs> it was their favorite film. This was the film you watched. It was partly down to the soundtrack that it had. It was partly down to everyone just kicking the piss out of each other. It was Amber partly Hood. down to, um, yep, it was exactly what it's partly down to as well. Ever. Um, yeah, but that's matter. not what people are going for, were they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Amber Turd. The soundtrack, so you had Linkin Park were in there, Remember the Name, Fort Minor, uh, The Bravery, which an, which are a, a, an Orlando uh, 
based band, which I sort of discovered through this, The Bravery, and I used to listen to them all the time, honestly. Rise Against, Three Days Grace, Flipside, Chameleon Air, um, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. That's proper noughties, that is. Oh, yeah, everything. um, (laughs) Yeah, everything. And like, a bit of this stuff. Early two thousands crap, basically. Yeah. But that's all. That's all everybody was listening to at the time. It's and true, mate. Yeah, man. The, the bravery as well. If you ever get a chance to listen to them, they're probably cack now. I can't even remember. But there was just um, they're just like let me let me put them on. They don't even sound like uh, they're not going to sue us. They're not probably together now or something. They probably um, they probably happy for the exposure. Exactly. Yeah, they're not. Um, they don't really sound. <laughs> Excuse me. They Bless don't you. Sound like an American band. Um, let me put. They sound a bit more like English. Um, Angelina, this is the one I used to listen to. But don't you think they sound like an English band, don't they? That sounds a bit like. Uh, well, yeah, that sounds a bit like the the mid noughties kind of like in in the let's say electronica vibe. Yeah, yeah, and even the voice, like. But yeah, um, discovered that band through them, and they, they were my favourite band for a while. Uh, it's just, oh, you might have heard an honest mistake. That's their most famous song. But the film, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not really about fighting and shit. I'm not really about like fighting films and stuff like that. I like obviously in action stuff, but I mean like outright fighting where it's just yeah, like yeah. street fighting and shit. Like I prefer my fighting to be a bit more like. Finished. I know, I want like ninjas and kung fu and shit, or like Damn something not. else. I don't just want people kicking the piss out of each other. Um, sweaty men, they're sweating on each yeah, other. Yeah, just like knobheads at parties kicking the shit out of each other. I probably like went through a bit too much of that myself, so <laughs> don't really want to <laughs> see that. You weren't the knobhead, though. No, 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 no. Absolutely That's what I mean. Not. It's, it's just horrible shit, but... Um, yeah, that basically, uh, what's his face? What's his name? I need to look at the cast name. There's Evan a guy Peters? in it. No, Evan Peters John was in Ferris? it. Like a, is like a chubby Evan Peters. Sean Farris is like a discount Cristiano Ronaldo, if you look at him. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Cam Gigandet. Cam Giganje. That's the guy. That's probably his name. <laughs> that's how you say it. Uh, he plays... Oh, he's so, so good at playing an absolute arsehole. <laughs> Honestly, he is, he is the biggest dickhead ever. But, like, uh, Sean Farris basically moves into the town new. Anna... Uh, not Anna, bloody... What's her face? Amber. Uh, Amber Heard fancies Sean Farris sort of thing, but she, like she gets him in trouble because she kind of talks to him, and then Cam Giganje is like the main dude, and he comes over and like literally pastes Sean Farris, who's playing Jake Tyler. Just for you to know, uh, oh god, Evan Peters playing Max Cooperman. Amber Heard's character's name is Baha Miller. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh, that's like half a Mountain Dew and half a beer didn't they sing who let the dogs out oh god <laughs> like Ryan McCarthy is who uh, Cam Ganje plays but Jean Roquois uh, Jean <laughs> Roca, yeah Jaiman Honsu is just like so they go to the, the he, he goes to the gym to train with him Sean Farris you get these amazing like um they used to make me want to go to the gym. Like they used to force me to go to the gym. <laughs> there was these amazing montage scenes where you'd have like uh, there's a song called "Wolf Like Me," and then I used to play that in the gym. It used to get me into it, mate. Honestly, um, but he goes and has a fight anyway. Sean Farris and Jamin Hansu finds out about it, and he's like, "You fight outside my gym, and you're done." Like, and doesn't let him come back to the gym. And then you got this whole thing, and they have like this father son relationship, and that develops. And then the big culminating thing is he goes to him and speaks to him, and he says like. 
Jaimon Hansu was trying to say, like, well, you don't need revenge, you're bigger than that, you're this and this and blah, blah, blah. But then, Cam, I'm just spoiling the whole thing, but I'm getting you into it here, Matt. Cam Gigante beats the shit out of Evan Peters, like, <laughs> puts him in hospital. Cam Gidanje. <laughs> just to get to Sean Farris. So Sean Farris goes to Jaimon Hansu, and Jaimon Hansu is saying, don't do it, don't do it. Like, he goes to see him get his stuff from the gym at night, and he's like, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. So he goes, and guess what? He does it. But he can only fight Cam Gigange if he wins the tournament at the end. Oh, so he sake. kicks the piss out of everybody, right? Yeah. And basically something happens where somebody goes to like gouge uh, Sean Farris's eye. It might even be um, Cam Giganje goes to gouge his opponent's Cam eye. Cam While Sean Farris has already beat his opponent in the semi-final. So he's waiting to meet Cam Giganje in the final to kick the shit out of him. But because uh, Cam Giganje is losing, he gouges this guy's eye and then the tournament gets thrown off. And Sean Farris just wins, and they they lift his arm, and everyone's cheering. And he's like, "That's not what I wanted. I just wanted to kick his ass. Like, I don't <laughs> care about this tournament. I'm not here for the tournament." So, what do they do, Matt? They, they... fucking throw down in the car park. Yeah, of course they jumping do. Jumping across cars, punching the shit out of each other, slamming each other on the bonnets all the time while like Lincoln Park's playing and shit. I can it imagine is... exactly what it what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, you and what know what like is. Well. And like, this is why this is why it's a guilty pleasure, right? I don't like this kind of thing. I don't <laughs> like these kind of films. I don't like this kind of thing at all. And, mate, if I don't fucking get into it when it starts and everyone's <laughs> fighting and I'm like, girls fight! Like, it's going I can crazy. imagine I jumping just, up, like, punching the air. Yeah, oh, on, yeah. Candy, and, he, and he he wins at the end and Amber Heard comes running over and cuddling him and stuff and he's the coolest guy at school. And then Cam Giganje walks past at the end with a two black eyes and his face is fucked up and he just nods at him. They have that little bit of mutual respect because he's kicked his ass, And then that's it. Peace. There is peace at whatever college they're at. There you go, ladies and gents. Never <laughs> back, back down. down. <laughs> yes, mate. Well, I don't know if anyone ever needs to watch this again because it ain't never going to be as thrilling as what I've just heard. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a sequel as well, but don't ever bother with that. Well, I've uh, just seen who directs it and I hate this director. Jeff Wadlow, he did um, True or Dare and Fantasy Island recently. Oh, oh dear. And um, I don't like those films. But now you, the way you've just described Never Back Down, I don't think I could say no to that. How could I, how can I resist that? The best part of this, actually, is if you Google Never Back Down, there's a Twitter profile for it on Google, and it just leads you to a random Asian uh, account with no followers, no following, and it's no profile picture. So it's really, I clicked on it to see what the Never Back Down Twitter was, and it's one tweet. I, 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 I'm just anonymous it, there are four of these films. Oh my god! Because then I watched another one. Can you remember cool. that film with Channing Tatum and Terence Howard? And it called Fighting. Uh, I remember. I haven't seen it. I, I remember. It. It's literally just called Fighting. See, that's the kind of one where that was like this, but shit. Can you imagine? Whatever it was that this had, again, it's why it's made the list. It's got something that like it's kind of cool. Can you Not imagine cool, speaking to Channing just, Tatum? Yeah. What's, what 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 film are you in? Fighting. Yeah, what's, what's the name of the film? Uh, fighting. You it's just Tatum yeah, yeah. is describing the film. And that's fighting. like one where there's all that shit that I just described with Never Back Down. Like, I think in fighting, he's just like, he needs some money. So he's just kicking the shit out of people in New York. And Terrence Howard's his boss and he fucks him over. And like, these are the kind of shit that people watched at school. But yeah. Except for like, Never Back Down. Uh, Never Back Down. Never Back Down, as we say, is at 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that absolutely makes a cut, mate. Absolutely. Yes. 
And for all the reasons you've mentioned, the music, the names, the crappy storyline, the crappy ending, all of that and Jeff Wadlow makes it a guilty pleasure for the ages. So um, and honestly, the, the amount yeah, of passion the, you had there was like, the I soundtrack. Think, we've spoken about uh, the alien films. We've spoken about cyberpunk. We've spoken about uh, the, our favorite horror films. We've spoken, you've spoken about um, Bloodborne and Souls and that, sorry, with our boy Dave Roundtree, shout out. But I've never heard you go in to get so excited and passionate about anything. I have had a couple of ciders. Oh, mate, I, I think you'd be just as passionate about, <laughs> mate. You were proper into that. God almighty, mate. That was great. This tune, mate, when he's first moving to the town here. And do you know where it's all set, mate? Uh, Florida. Of course it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. You can just tell. Sometimes I feel just, like yeah. Let's get into it, mate. It's it like the anyway. Fast and Furious of fighting films. Don't you dare say that about him right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess so, yeah. Like, But I wouldn't enjoy it now if I rewatched it. It's just like, in that moment when I watched it at school, it was everybody's favourite film. Like, people used, we used to like go around to each other's houses and it just be on. And again, a lot of it is like, the soundtrack was sick, so. Right, and Amber Heard was in it, so. And again, people, I know there's some of you out there, This you're my age, this was your favourite film at some point. Do you know there's somebody out there listening who's like, who's one of these films you've mentioned? They're like, that ain't a guilty pleasure. It's quality. You know, there's somebody out there who said it to one of these films. Ironically, as well. If I think they're shit, then they're guilty pleasures. Yeah, same here. I think all (laughs) the five films are mine. You know, they're guilty pleasures for different reasons, but some of them are legitimately just absolute garbage films. They are literally like an, 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 an illness to celluloid. But hey, they're quite fun at the same time. I've just got a list here of um, we asked some of you lads and ladies what some of your favourite guilty pleasures was. Anthony Goodman, Battleship with Rihanna, uh, Phil. I've heard about this film where they bring back all the uh, they bring back all the old war vets in wheelchairs to come and operate the battleship and stuff. Oh, it's dog shit. But uh, sorry, Anthony <laughs> Goodman, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm assuming you like it more than just for Rihanna. Uh, please let us know why. Has it got aliens in it? Uh, no, it's just battle. It's like an action kind of film about people on ships. I thought there were aliens in it. No, I don't think so. No, I'm also no, I might at the have same time a different film trying here. to fight off a wasp that somehow got in my room. You try that again, son. Oh, he's gone now. He obviously heard me. He obviously heard me say that and <laughs> flew out. That's it. Take your take your sting somewhere else. You. I won't say that. Uh, Phil Daniel, the king, said uh, he's at the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Fantastic Four, and the Rise of the Silver Surfer, Daredevil, Battleship, another one. And the original Mortal Kombat. We know you love that film. Oh, yeah. That's that's not a guilty pleasure. That's just a cinematic masterpiece from our man, Paul W.S. Anderson. But that's um, it. Anything from that man's Phil, quality. I do agree with League of, Ex- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, actually. That is one where I remember watching that when I was a kid and just thinking, oh, my God, this is great. It's Jekyll and Hyde and all this stuff. And Sean Connery's in it. And oh, they do God, the sniper yeah. shot at the end. And I remember really liking that film, and they go—I can't remember what the context was—but they're going through a city on a on a massive ferry, and like shit's kicking off. And then I remember sort of growing up a bit and reading about it, and people being like, "Everything that went wrong with the world's worst blockbuster, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen." And I'm like, "Yeah, what? What? It was like a flop and all this kind the, of stuff, wasn't it?" We've we've mentioned it a billion times here, but that was in that that group of Universal movies, like the the Mummy and the. Van Helsing ones are. I used to love those, and I still do. I still do. They're, they're good, but yeah, they, Van Helsing could have been on my guilty pleasure. To be fair, but again, that's another one where I think enough people like that. So, 
Yeah, I think again, Van Helsing is that's more just seen as for for Hugh Jackman. It wasn't one of his best, but I think it's still and better it, than a lot like, of other it's people's. Just, films. Just, it's just a mad celebration of Universal monster stuff, basically in yeah. an action film, and like yeah, a big that's action. All film, I've yeah. ever treated as it's like it's not. I, I'm not putting it alongside Bella Lugosi and Dracula oh, or anything. It's or, not like or Bram Stoker's Dracula. Canon, it's just, if you will, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just madness. It's just, yep, we got the mummy. Well, now you got the mummy, but with the Universal Monsters. Cool. Let's do it. And let's just do it in a big old action film. Let's not try to yeah. big up the old films. Well, yeah, exactly. Got, uh, the Midweek Horror Podcast, they must uh, release those at Midweek. Uh, they said, uh, never saw a Hellraiser sequel that I didn't like. And I've seen oh. them all. Holy f- Jesus. I mean, some of those films are, fuck me. Um, they are something, all right. So, honestly, you're intestinal fortitude for getting through all of those you need something you need a i don't know what you need you guys need to be at the top of the game because that need is that box from the film to open up uh the the something configuration i can't the, the cinemite shit thing yeah we uh, was it no don't cry that's a good way a waste of good suffering or something like that we will tear your soul apart that's what <laughs> the sequel said every time i watch them but uh, some of them are fine but then once you get past like, maybe the third one for me Jesus, and they start to get straight to DVD, literally straight to DVD, and holy hell! So honestly, shout out to the midweek horror for getting through those. Um, and finally, our boy Anders Holmes from the uh, Holmes Movie Podcast said, "Deep Blue Sea, Anaconda, and Con Air, three quality films." Em, honestly, all three of those films I'd watch right now and have yeah. the time of my life with. Yes, I agree. Anders Holmes has great taste, and he usually leaves us incredible messages. So. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, Anders Holmes is a naughty boy. And um, the man who gave us this episode, uh, Andrew Lye, I believe he is a northern man as well. I, I have it under good authority. He's a bit of a legend. However, he uh, upon when we put our socials up, I put a picture of John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. He said, Battlefield Earth is quality. So uh, <laughs> thanks, for your, thanks, thanks for your money, mate. We'll, we'll take that and run. <laughs> after that comment. Jesus. Um, best been bulletin lockdown really got to ant her as i said nothing nothing could make ant look anything less than spectacular so sod off mountain. <laughs> uh, you like the fast and furious fast and furious would be guilty pleasures to most people so um some pretty oh, cool no, no, ones no, there from don't, the don't mess with don't mess with that fan base no they family have you they they will they will chew you up but so thank you for your comments there for most of those i would happily sit down and watch and have a good time with but well, there's our guilty pleasures. Again, thank you, Andy, for uh, donating your fiver to the Ko-Fi to let us do this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and now I really want to watch Never Back Down. And Andy also said, said on that. the post, Scientology drove him to this. I remember watching oh, something yes. about this. How it's a big Scientology-like vehicle, isn't it, basically? Yeah, yes, because it was uh, John Travolta. That, this was basically him trying to make a, a an epic, a classic sci-fi film. And for all intents and purposes, it is one of the worst films ever made. Um, obviously not to Andy, who's a big fan of it. But yeah, apparently it was all Scientology and this kind of like pseudo-religious crap going on, which <laughs> drove him to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alien, at the end of the New York Times, Aliens Ruling Earth in the Year 3000. Possibly the worst movie of this century. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, like, burn. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix as well if you don't want to watch it. So, Prep honestly, yourself for the aliens coming in, guys. Make sure you've been good uh, or whatever you've got to do. I don't know what the rules. 
just be, just be be nice. Make or sure you watch be, all the Mission Impossible films, or the aliens will take you away. Be an alcoholic like um, the guy in Independence Day who flew up into the ship and blew it up. I'm <laughs> back. You know, he, I'm back. Linderman. A wrong film. <laughs> I've just been wanting to say that on the show for weeks. Say it. <laughs> I watched that film the other day, and I was when I was waiting to rewind it for when that guy said David, but he didn't say it how I wanted it to. So I was going to send that to you. So we do speak off here. Um, so that's um, I think that's the episode, mate. What have you been doing for the rest of the week? Wigs. Oh wait, uh, quickly, I've got some honourable mentions. I will go oh, through oh, go them on, quickly. Go on. But they were like either maybe like too many people like them or just one that was too new. Monster Hunter would have absolutely been on there. <laughs> but I didn't want to put that on because Andy already knows all my thoughts on that anyway. Uh, Warcraft. I quite like that oh, Warcraft wow. film, and that was mm-hmm. poo, but I quite liked it. John Carter of Mars goes straight in the category of fucking Jesus. Prince of Persia and Mummy and all those. I, I think John Carter's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The Final Destination films are shit, and I actually don't like them, but I constantly, like, used to watch them. I think everybody seems to really like the first one, and then you go to watch it for like the silly kill i didn't mind the first yeah. one so i thought that was quite effective and it did yeah, exactly, like, yeah. but then the yeah, saw films silly. after like the first two i just they are shit they're just body horror garbage but like i can put them on they're fine i'll just keep putting them on <laughs> like yeah. i've watched them all through a few times now so they're um, easy to I remember watch not hating valerian as much as everybody else did um I watched it in 3D and the 3D was really impressive. So that was mostly it because Dane Hahn and uh, what's her face? They were not impressive. They were not impressive, but I like the creatures and the world design and the 3D was good and blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't, I don't like it enough to put it on a list. Also the longest yard. Oh yeah. Go on. I didn't expect that one in there at all. Another one of these mental comedies from back in the day that everybody at my school used to watch. And we used to fucking love it. It had Nelly in it. It had Adam Sandler in it. Nelly it Goldberg in it. <laughs> Goldberg wearing, wearing a fucking like cock piece because <laughs> he like had a big wanger and he didn't want to let it loose when he was running about on the football field. That was a funny <laughs> film, man. Like I remember watching that and thinking Damn. that was decent. And there's a few of those Adam Sandler ones where like when he went off the boil, that I still thought, yeah, they're fine. Like it's still Adam Sandler and it's still fine. Mr. Deeds is shit, but it's oh, Adam Sandler and God. it's still fine. Yep. When he like the scene where he burnt his foot and they're hitting it with the where fucking what's his name is hitting it with the fire poke. <laughs> it's so. I bad. saw that in the cinema when it came out. <laughs> See, the problem is with oh. these is you watched a lot of these that I watched when I was younger. You watched Matt's a little bit older than me, just to let you know, guys. Not um, much. <laughs> Maybe you watched. You watched these like with an actual brain, mate. Is what I, <laughs> oh, and no. I didn't like. I was watching the Longest Yard like. Without Just brain to have cells, a laugh. I'm developing a few now, but like I didn't have any then. Oh, you're a clever and, boy now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are my mate. Just a few honourable mentions. Um, you got any, or are, um, are we ready to move on? Uh, Gangster Squad is a guilty pleasure kind of because i don't think it's very good the cast in it is just unreal the cast is my boy goslin McGurr, emma stone sean penn josh brolin nick Knoll, anthony mackie michael pena um what's that guy's a call from terminator 2 robert patrick half um, of the mcu then half of the mcu before they came and it should have been like such a good gangster flick but it's a bit cack but yeah i, I quite That's more like, of like a movie that wasn't than it is a guilty pleasure yeah, then I exactly guess, it? Yeah. but i still watch it and think you know this is all right um, yeah, 
I put on Alien Resurrection that time, didn't I, to try and convince myself I liked it. Uh, I still sat through it, but I didn't really like it. It's, it's still horrendous. So, it's, it's horrendous. Uh, it's just, uh, I just felt there, guilty there was, for watching see, like, it. The reason like Eight-Legged Freaks doesn't bother me is because it's Eight-Legged Freaks and it's on its own and I don't care. When you pull some shit like that in a franchise that you've managed to make two of the best sci-fi films of all time in. Yep. No, I'm going to say it, three. We're going to say Alien, three, that's it. Aliens and Alien 3, and then you pull that shit. It's like Terminator 3 gets as much hate as it does from me for the same reason. You just... You threw, you threw gold off the edge of a bridge. Oh, no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you tried to pay with fool's gold. Yeah, um, just, ugh. I like uh, I like the Naked Gun films for me and the Guilty Pleasures. I love those films. Jennifer's Body is a Guilty Pleasure. But now, though, to be fair, that isn't as much. That's now has got a no, proper Yeah, I was going to say, I see quite a lot of people loving that But one, they didn't when it came out. Again, I saw no, this at the yeah. cinema. Uh, Megan yeah. Fox, Amanda Seyfried. What more can you say? Um, uh, Adam Brody. <laughs> it was honestly, honestly, I think Matt, this is a just, really. Can we just say film? that a lot of the reason that you've liked a lot of these are the cast? <laughs> well, the pussy posse. Come on, son. That's what we are. The labia lads. What became of the labia lads? Um, oh, yeah, no. Jennifer's Body's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, people check it out because it got a lot of flack, and a lot of that was because people saw Megan Fox in it and they thought she's only been cast for what she looks like. She's shit actress. They said blah blah. She's really good in it. As it, and that's not me trying to be like, oh, giving a pat on the back. I don't think Megan Fox is that bad of an actress. She just gets crap roles. Um, but this film... She's is, had Michael Bay shepherd in her career oh, for like a decade. God. That's like, that, that he, would kill anybody. And then he it? ditched her and was like, no, I, I wasn't horrible or sex. Didn't sexualize her one bit. Uh, but Jennifer's body is getting a reevaluation. So up until about ooh, three years ago, this would have been a guilty pleasure because I enjoyed it an awful lot when I watched it. I think it's a yeah. decent horror film. I think it's a good horror comedy. More horror than comedy. Um that's well worth a watch, but now it is getting reevaluated, and people are like, "Do you know what? what? Why were we sleeping on this film for the last twelve years?" Is that why really were good? you sleeping on Jennifer's body, Matt? Exactly. Why? Why were you not checking out Jennifer's body sooner? Come on, the film. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, not really. I've got lots of films which I'm just trying to think like films which people probably wouldn't think were very good, but I really like. I mean, I think I, I wouldn't say Starship Troopers was a guilty pleasure. No. You chuck that in for a lot of people because a lot of people don't get it. Um, those, those Conair. Don't say rock. that in front of Andy. Oh, no. Go on. Why not? Andy hates Starship Troopers. You wanker. We'll take, we'll, <laughs> we'll take your money and run again. Andy also hates um, Mars Attacks as well. No, I love. I saw that in cinema. I loved it as well. Mars Attacks is great. You could chuck in all of the Nick Cage films from back in the day, like Conair, The Rock, uh, the ones he did Face Off as well. I love those films, uh, especially Face Off. You could probably chuck those in as well. Um, so all those kind of films are guilty pleasures. But you can't feel me. guilty for liking those. Those are great. The Nick yeah, Cage stuff is great. Back in the Starship day, Troopers and Mars Attacks. If you feel guilty for liking those. You've got to stick up your ass. <laughs> You've got something up your body and you need to take it out. Come on. Now. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Arnie films, you probably chuck in there as well. But again, they're fun. They're, they're good fun. Rocky Five, maybe that is shit. But hey, I watch it because it's part of the Rocky film. So mm. um, yeah, that's probably, that's probably me. I think I could I could chuck in a load of films which aren't good, but I like. But that's not quite the same. So that's our guilty pleasures, mate. It, that was our they weren't great films, but we had great times with them episode. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the episode. Not great films, but we had a great time. Um, yeah, so what have we been up to? We've both been watched up to Black me. Widow. Yeah, what did you think of this in Ray Winston? I thought it was fucking fine, mate. I oh. thought it was fine. I released my pheromones over oh, all the Black God Widows, almighty. didn't I? Honestly. Uh, I thought it was all right. Like, 
I, no I think spoilers. it's sort of, it'd be lower down um, on the MCU list for me. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad film by any means, uh, but I didn't have a good time with it. <laughs> is what I'll say. I, uh, I did have a good it was, time. It was, it was, it, it was it all was right. Fine. Florence Pugh was a highlight, and so oh, yep. David Harbour was funny as well. Yes. I think Scarlett Johansson, I do think she's good, right? I don't think she's very good in this, and I don't think that's her fault. I don't think she really cares about this character. I think she wanted to give it a meaningful payoff, but I've said it on other shows, and you, we've both said it off air as well, that she kind of felt pushed aside in her own film. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't. I, I'm like, I, she doesn't film. like. People have said, like, in recent years, she's given really good performances in stuff. I loved her in Under the Skin. Uh, yep. and, like, people really liked her in Marriage Story and stuff like oh, that. It's my. not like she's not great. Jojo Rabbit is very good in. And it's just like I just don't think she's connected to this character anymore. And I don't mean that in like a she needs to do. But I, I don't mean it in any sort of negative way. I just mean, mean, yeah. She's been playing this character since Iron Man Two, and she's only just got her own solo film. She mm. should have had this film years ago, man. See, I hear right that, at but the height now of the mystery I, with her. I character. disagree. Now, I don't disagree that she should have had a film earlier, but I. I disagree is wrong. I'm glad that she didn't get it five, ten years ago because it would have just been, hey, look, here comes Iron Man. Here comes uh, whoever else is big at the time. Whereas now, it was now supposed to be more about her and her family. Whereas I think if you give it to five years ago, Hawkeye's in it. Probably Mark Ruffalo's going to be chucked in. You probably see uh, Iron Man just show up for no reason. It would become more of like a family affair. Whereas this felt... This felt like the film that Black Widow should have been, but she didn't have enough to do in her own film. It was it's also another case of like off point. with uh, Army of the Dead the other wonderful. week. I think the film that I wanted to see in this was the montage at the start. Yeah, yeah the montage. This Black Widow had a great opening and had a really good prison break that, sequence. That, that training and the, the, the really dark stuff in there, I was like, I thought that's what the film was going to be. And the film just skipped past all that and just gave you... The yeah. modern day stuff, didn't it? You, so. you see Florence Pugh, um, again, no spoilers for the film, but at one point she uh, she stabs someone in the stomach, twists a knife and guts her. And I was watching it thinking, please do that to me, please. And I think Florence <laughs> Pugh, I did as well. I genuinely said that, which is shameful and embarrassing. Um, I, think <laughs> I hope you I, said it out loud in, the, in your cinema. It's kind of sort of under my breath, but I think people probably heard and shifted away. But thank God for social yeah. distancing. Um, but I think she's wonderful. I think she's the, the one of the best actors. The groins all turn around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't like this because of women. Uh, I think Florence Pugh <laughs> is one of the best actresses out there working. I've loved her since I saw her in Lady Macbeth. I think she's incredibly good. She's very good in this. Everyone's good in it. But yeah, I just think that they will see that. Rachel Vice. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, poor old Rachel. I think again. Yeah, I think she's fine in it. I just think she gets thrown to the side a bit. Um, but it, this is very much a Florence, a Yelena. Sorry, Florence Bruce. This is very much for her to uh, get started in the MCU. She's going to be in Hawkeye at the end of the year. But it was all right, wasn't it? Black Widow. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I'd say it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because I go into all these, just going, "Yep, let's let's see." I, it's it's job to impress me because I'm already like, "Oh, I don't really know if I want to see it." And obviously, I get to see these for free, so lucky boy. I can't really complain about paying. And I went you in can't and I was just like, get up and say we're leaving because we're leaving." <laughs> no, well, no, I, yeah, I guess I could, but I didn't. So that's a compliment to this film. <laughs> well, first, the impact wouldn't be quite the same, but no, exactly, there you go. Yeah. So it wasn't that. So we didn't hate Black Widow. I thought it was all right. Uh, what else have you been watching, man? Uh, I played a or bunch played. of games again because I'm an idiot, so I'm not going to bore you all because you all see it all over the socials. I played mm, Demon Souls again twice, yep. oh, the whole God. of Dark Souls 2, 
and I'm now playing through Dark Souls 1. And then I'm actually going to stop playing them for a bit, I promise. It takes there is a reason I'm doing a game, this. And Atlas goes and pisses out four games in a week or so. It takes me ages to get through one. Yeah, but I'm like... Handsome. These are like clockwork oh, at this okay. point. Yeah, I guess so, I'm yeah. I'm just I like, so. I, I know where to go, what to do. I know every strategy for every boss. Like, the, 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 a lot of the game the first time you play it is figuring out, oh, you got to step around the side and then you got to do this and you can't, and you need to, bl- all this kind of shit that I already know now. So yeah, that's your why level I can rush of, through them quick. Your level of fandom stretched to you buying a rubber duck, didn't it? It did, mate. Yes, I have bought yes. a rubber duck. I've bought uh, some very expensive first four figures statues from Dark Souls as well. Boy. I've dropped a couple hundred quid on a few statues. I, I just, yeah, my love for these games, the the Miyazaki sort of thing, well, I'm Dark Souls 2 even, was a lot better than I remember it being after I actually went through with it, mm-hmm. is tragic, mate. I no, spent not. so much time playing these, and when I'm not playing to them, I've listened to podcasts on them. I, I, do you know what it feels like? It feels like when I first got into Star Wars in a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I but just want to know who every sort of, I want to know about every single land and its history and its battles and its kings and what happened to them and their knights and what their armors forged out of and all this shit. Well, like Star Wars, one one line from one character or something in a book, uh, in game, in a book, could mean can can like. And go off into like 15 the, different directions and so many new stories. Exactly, yeah. And the difference with this is, though, is this this is just one man making this entire sort of universe. Or every single time he makes a new game, it's a new universe, but they subtly connect. Or like yeah. Bloodborne obviously doesn't connect and like Demon's Souls doesn't connect to Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but you know what I mean. And it doesn't feel like when Miyazaki's doing stuff, he's doing it because it's like the stuff that annoys me in Star Wars lore, we've spoken about it before, is like, were they just trying to fit everything together for no reason? Like, Dark mm-hmm. Souls feels natural. Everything in it feels natural. Like, yeah. everything's done for a reason because Miyazaki's probably sat there and gone, right, I know what I'm going to do with this character in three games' time. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Like, that's going to happen at this point and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just so good, man. I could, I could sit and read just... I literally read through the lore on, like, the Dark Souls wiki for hours and hours on end at night and... Yeah, but I don't need so to talk cool. about Dark Souls anymore. So, I literally no, I said last week I don't need to talk about Dark Souls anymore, and I'm already fucking talking you, about you it. You can't help yourself, mate. I love it. I love, it's I genuinely well, like things. probably my. I said before, you know about like Bloodborne being my favorite game, and I said if Bloodborne didn't exist, Dark Souls would be my favorite game. They're so neck and neck. Like it's it, Bloodborne is above it by a smidge. Honestly, that's how good Dark Souls is, and. Yeah, I'm probably going to be playing these for the rest of my life. And fucking God forbid what happens when Elden Ring comes out, because that looks even bigger <laughs> than these. And you're also adding in George R.R. R. Martin, which is a dude that I love as well. So, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm in for a great January. <laughs> I'm going to have to try and prize my way to do a p- pissing episode. Mate, we've got to record. No, I'm playing Elden Ring for the fifth time in a week. <laughs> yes, mate, yeah, you're not, you, there's no NPM in January. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's, 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 it, that's our black <laughs> We'll be recording in December. <laughs> oh, mate, well, because um, I, I know the duck because Bespin sent me a t- friend, friend of the show, Bespin Bulletin, uh, Welsh man, nice guy. He uh, sent, he sent right. me a text saying, oh, I found you some Last of Us merch. I thought, oh, sweet. It was his fucking. It was his fucking ducks. Have you seen the Dark Souls ducks though? I haven't, but I said to him, I said, "Mate, Google them now while we're on the show." I was like, These the ducks, ducks look fucking awful. That's why I was talking to Bespin about them. I was saying how stupid and shit they looked, and then he just went, "Have you seen the Dark Souls ones though, Ant? They're fucking great." <laughs> like, Dark Souls ducks. There we are. Uh, Numskull.com. Just we don't. They're not sponsored by Numskulls, but oh my god, who's this fella? 
Solaire of Astora. Look at this naughty lad. Oh, praise the fucking sun, man. Look at it. They've got an Oscar Knight. Look at it. <laughs> He's a duck with armor on. Bought him, mate. <laughs> Bought him very late at night. Maybe, maybe a bad decision. I um, hashtag generally thought he was taking a piss. He's like, I hadn't <laughs> bought them. I was like, I oh, bet he didn't. Because he did. No, I did. And I was Bought like, I said, I thought he'd actually well, got Beth, me some Beth figures. Came in the room while we were t- while me and Bestman were talking about it, and uh, she, Bestman was like, uh, "So you're going to buy him?" And Beth was like, "I turned around to Beth and." Bespin said, if you saw those two Dark Souls ones in the shop, would you buy them? And I was like, Beth, if I saw these in the shop, would you buy them? She went, yes, they say she Dark Souls on them. She rolled her eyes, tutted, and said yes. She, yeah, she rolled her eyes, tutted, and went, they say Dark Souls on them. Of course yeah. you would. <laughs> well, there's a Reagan one from The Exorcist, which I like, and The Last of Us ones are Joel and Ellie. But they're like 15 quid each, these ducks are. Now, I'm not tight. Mate, get some ducks. For 15 get quid. Get some ducks in your life. I need fucking to get hashtag ducks duck life. Everybody, get on the tubs fucking thingy website and buy some ducks we'll, we'll not before, sponsored but that would be we the ultimate be. sponsorship well, before if, that we were talking about sponsor us. me and the welsh boy we were talking about the tgr fridays cookies and cream ice cream cake as a way of showing off who's got the worst diet but um there's there's a marshmallow the man one. belly uh, uh, well me for the minute um that will be going soon because i had a salad for lunch bye i may buy oh, these that's how it works <laughs> yeah we well, yeah. <laughs> I may have. I may buy some of these ducks. I honestly thought you was taking a piss. So I thought, I bet I'll ask him on the air. Right, mate. mate you, you I, I want to bring this duck revolution. NPM listeners, search up these ducks. Find one you like. You can buy a duck. You can buy a Sauron duck. Oh, duck. If you go I, to numbskull.com. What I, what I recommend com. you doing is I think the ducks duck. where you can't actually see that it's a duck are the best, but it's in the shape of a duck. And, Matt, there's a detail the that I don't know if you're seeing here. If you're on the numbskull website or whatever, click on it so you can get the other images. Right. They yep. come with a little bath. They do come in like a little stand thing, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, but like I didn't see the picture of the plastic bit taken off the top. I'm going to have two little Dark Souls baths with some Dark Souls ducks in them. <laughs> look, at what I've just, look at what I've just sent you, mate. This don't look like no duck I've ever seen. It's, well, I'm, I'm getting this. it. I'm getting it. Which Check one it are you buying? Here we go. Oh, fucking hell, with the head turned around. Yeah, click on it Exorcist and look at the duck. one in the... What, what's her bath look like? I want to see what Reagan's bath is. Oh, Dirty God. Man. He's only, he's only oh, 12. Jesus Bloody hell, mate. Christ. Fucking hell, let's, let's calm it down a bit. <laughs> I want to see what Reagan's <laughs> bath looks like. I'd drink her bath water. Uh, what's her bath look like? She hasn't got a bath, according to... She hasn't got a tub. They haven't given... A display box doesn't say... It comes in as... Display, doesn't, doesn't have a picture of it. Right, let me let me do this research here. So, Tubs, I was on like a website called like My Geek something or something. Just Geek, it was called. Green stuff on her duck ass. <laughs> just Geek. So it comes up with uh, Solaire Maybe straight away from me because it da-da-da-da-do, knows me. Do Just Geek. Oh shit! Where's the Just Geek website? Get the Pennywise one. That's quality, mate. And Beetle are you Jesus. on the Just Geek site? No, uh, no, I was on Numskull. This must make some awful like airtime but we're sorry guys we're doing some research go on the just geek site matt yep i'm just going on it right now yep type in regan oh there it is look at the look click on her and look at her bath if you (laughs) click the arrow down oh wait no wait she doesn't have a bath i told you i told you geezer she ain't got no bath i said she does but there's none on there no she will have one because they come in the bath it says there, coming box in an awesome display of all the Exorcist tub. So they do have one. It's, it's pre-order as well, so that might be why they haven't got one, actually. Ah, that's why you don't... Yeah, that makes sense. That's why you can't see the bath yet. But yeah, there's a there's a Stay Puffed one. 
And, yeah, that's uh, good. He comes in a little little green slimy bath. But anyway, I think that's enough about uh, little plastic ducks for this <laughs> More podcast. More than enough about ducks. Yeah, I want those Last of Us figures. And now that Ant's just pissed away hundreds of quids on the Dark Souls figures, I don't feel quite so bad spending the money on those... Um, uh, the Last of Us well, figures. Well, the first I four think. figures. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I feel bad saying this about the ducks, like behind their back. But the first four <laughs> figure statues. I don't know if anybody saw the post I put up of that Artorius yep. art. Oh boy, they are so nice, and they're so much bigger than I thought they were going to be. Like I are thought they? they were little, like Funko size things. They're fucking massive. <laughs> they're huge. So yeah. we should we, we should just, just just be a massive shout out to the cake for allowing you to just indulge in all of your geeky no, figure no, 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 fantasies. No. I, I would give her all the credit she deserves, Matt, but, but she's just as bad as I am, if not worse. With the Potter stuff, she oh, well Star Wars mostly. I've got Star yes, Wars, Potter, you name Potter. it, mate. Disney stuff. Beth is as bad as me, and that's why it works. Well, I drove over the Dartford <laughs> Bridge the other day, and Harry Potter flew past that in one of the Deathly Hallows films. So, yeah, Harry oh, Potter! Harry, oh, Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Anyway, yeah, what have I been doing? Not an awful lot, mate. I haven't really watched anything this week, apart from... What did we cover last the other week? I watched uh, Black Widow. Oh, Christ, yeah. Black, I watched Clear and Present Danger, the Harrison Ford film. And nice. I've been watching the Fear Street films, but we may or may not be talking about them soon, so I'm not going to say too much about them. Plus, I will you, save my thoughts as well. And you haven't seen the final one, so I certainly don't want to spoil anything. Yes, I've watched um, the first two. Yeah. So I've been watching them. Uh, I need to get a new game on Boomerang. Um, but other than that, mate, I haven't, I've been working first week, or first couple of weeks. I've been kind of doing that quite a lot. And the only films I've been watching are kind of films I like to watch. Like you were saying about so this film I like, so I've put on like Blade Runner 2049 or I'll put on That's That's nice why I've guys. been doing the soul stuff, man, because I've got such little time. When I yeah. do get free time, I want it to be like, it feels like home. Going back exactly. to Lord Run feels like home. Exactly. You want to feel like... You want to, you want to go place. on something that, you, that you're banking on, don't you? Yeah, you, you know you're going to have a good time with it, and that's what you want. Um, so that's what I've been doing, basically, is a little bit of coming home and being knackered from work and uh, seeing the nipper. Uh, and that's about it. No football on, so I'm looking forward to the Olympics, I guess, and when that comes on, but... Uh, that is about it for me. Uh, from yeah, I think that's about yeah, it for MPM as well, mate. I think it is, mate. I think that's the end of the episode. Um, where can the lovely people find us, and where can they get an episode made for them, just like this great episode? I will not have anything bad said about it, just yep. like Andy did. Well, you can find us um, rocking the Labia lads' coats on the corner oh, of the street. Oh God, I don't no, want this can't. to be a thing. No, actually, please don't make it a thing. It really isn't. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, I wish I hadn't said anything now. No, we're the likely lads. We're, we're the lovely lads. Uh, you can find us MP Madness the Pod. The Lardier lads. The Lardier. <laughs> that is, after all your five guys and all my shit I've been eating the last few weeks, the Lardier lads. MP Ugh. Madness Pod, all across the socials. If you want to do an Andy or a Luke Summerfield or a Sean <laughs> and donate. They're all free on Friday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do any of them, just hit them up in the DM saying, they ain't picky. Um, they're like us. So... You can go to ko-fi.com forward slash moving picture madness. If you, if you like the idea, you can donate a five pounds to the show. And by doing that, you get a chart, you get the opportunity to uh, request a subject. And you give us money towards ducks. And ducks, and I can get those that that Reagan one of green stuff on her body, and Ant can check out her bathtub. Um, Obviously, it's got to stay within the remit of MPM, so you know what we like, you know what we won't cover. There's got to be an MPM show. Sean Twilight. Did did Sean end up telling us what he wants us to cover or not? Uh, No, I'm not sure if he listened to that one or not, so I said you'll have to slide into his DMs and duke it out with him. 
Oh God, that's a dangerous place to slide into. Is <laughs> it Horn is Hudson's DMs? It is a dangerous place, Jesus. What a um, more um, wretched hive that's come a villain. I saw Horn this weekend, and he was saying we should go. He's saying we need to get an Airbnb, go up to Manchester. I think he th- he must assume you live in Manchester. And Everybody assumes Man- I'm from just anywhere. Oh yeah, let's go to Manchester or Liverpool or Chester for yeah, some reason. This this northern south scum. Anywhere north of you is where yeah, exactly I live. Anywhere north of the M25. But he said we got to get an Airbnb and go and hang out at Van for a few days. I said, well, it's every man's dream. We'll do that one day. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, five pounds and you get to request a show. Hey, Andy gets to hang out with me every day, and I, I, I let me tell you, he will tell you it's not a dream. Yeah. <laughs> In 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 in, re- in reality, he'll slide into the DMs and be like, "It is a dream, mate." Pheromones. <laughs> no, he will not. He's 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 not as nice to me as you are, Matt. Uh, well, I don't think anyone is. I don't think you'll be missing. No, I don't think, is, No, but... Beth is not. No, like, I'm well, not as nice to me as you are. Definitely not. I've got a really good Christmas present idea for you this year. You're going to love it. Um, that oh, being nice. said, MP Madness Pod across the socials, Kofi dot com. Uh, yeah, get, let us know what episode you want us to do for a fiver. Um, we usually kind of say like one to two films maximum, or if you want us to do three films or so, you're going to have to give us a couple of weeks to watch them because of just time restraints. But we will get around to doing it uh, as long as it's within the remit of NPM. So, um, and though you've mentioned your socials and everything, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm at Antshot First everywhere. Uh, we're at MP Madness Pod everywhere. Matt's already said, yeah. and uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, what I watched tonight for me across the socials. However. That is that from the Guilty Pleasures. We've got a beefy episode coming next week. But until that time comes from me, see ya. And from Ant. You fight outside the gym and you're done. (laughs) Bit responsibly.